show's started. Ty, are you ready to start? Yep. Welcome to the podcast, baby. Welcome to the podcast. Your parents watched this with Kean and Brad. I'm Kean. And I'm Brad. Hell yeah, baby. What movie are we watching? Uh, this week? Yep. We watch Street Trash. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. Street Trash, 1987. Not to be confused with us looking out the window and then making a podcast. About <laughs> yeah, not to. We watched a movie. Not to be confused with the state of Brad's home. Not to be <laughs> confused with our studio. It was a good flick, man. Yeah, it was pretty good. Here, I'll do uh Let me. Fuck, I should have pulled this up quicker. We'll edit. Fast cut to me reading um what this is about. All right. This was a. Uh, Written probably in 2000 on IMDb by a man named Zombie Fiend 2000. Okay, well, he sounds like he knows a lot about horror movies. Yes, yeah, so this is a man who knows what's up. This is a man who we're going to listen to. This is the Sherpa on our journey through uh, <laughs> Street Trash 1987. All right. He's going to help us summit this. So, episode. yeah, yeah. So, uh, when a liquor store owner finds a case of Viper in his cellar, he decides to sell it to the local hobos at $1 a bottle, unaware of its true properties. The drink causes its consumers to melt very messily. That's true. Two homeless lads <laughs> find themselves up against the effects of the toxic brew, as well as going to head, uh, head-to-head with Bronson, a Vietnam vet, Vietnam vet with sociopathic tendencies and... The homeless king of the junkyard they live in. Live in. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this is uh, it's a movie about conflict in all its forms. It is. Well, this movie's like mostly built to like it's going to be about like a whole bunch of different sequences of homeless people drinking liquor and then exploding. But really, that happens like three times through this whole movie. Yeah, and only in the first half of the movie, like almost nobody drinks it. In the second half of the movie. Yeah, it happens enough in the first half that you can only assume that this is what this is all about. And then it kind of just turns into a political thriller about the politics of a junkyard. And, uh, you know, it literally switches from being a horror movie to being a mob movie. Yeah, the mob comes into it and starts uh, being major players for the third (laughs) act for some reason. And then they're just not after that. It's excellent. Truly excellent film. This movie is like if Tarantino was Italian. Yep. A lot of twists, mostly they end in the mob. Yeah, and if he had a slightly different fetish. There's no feet in this movie, but everyone melts. I like that sometimes they melt and sometimes they explode, and you don't know which is which. Yeah, it can really go either way, depending on how fat they are to begin with. Maybe it depends on their brain chemistry or something. Like, it's like mushrooms. Depending on what mental state you're in, you're either going to implode or explode. Yeah, it's like, hey, is this guy a happy drunk or is he a sad drunk? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> sad drunks melt happy drunks explode <laughs> yeah you, you an exploder you a seeper what's going on um yeah let's get into this shit yep so uh we uh, let's talk about our characters first uh we've got mike lackey uh he plays fred he's like the main homeless guy he's kind of the fun nice guy he wears a floppy hat he's fast talking very dirty very chill though very ch- he's yeah probably the most chill of everybody the most uh Probably the dirtiest chill guy I've ever seen. Yeah, all these homeless people are, like, so overly dirty. They've got, like, perfectly clean, washed hair, but it looks like like they were just, you know, in a coal mine. <laughs> yeah. And then they were all, you know, they all lost their job, and they all live in a junkyard in New York now. Well, they have to ration their shower water, right? Like, you can't wash your whole body when you're homeless. You can only do your hair. <laughs> yeah, they don't even <laughs> take shit. They live next to the river, and they're all dirty. Like, it's kind <laughs> of a piss-off. You can tell, like, it's just a personal choice that they've made here. Yeah, <laughs> that like we do not want to get clean, and it is because like there's multiple points through the movie where they're like, uh, where Fred will be like chilling on a stoop or something, and then another homeless guy will come in and be like, "Hey, you're looking a little too comfortable there. Like yeah. you're looking like you're enjoying this too much." So that's why I think, hey, be sadder. 
Don't you know who you are? Because it is, man. Like, they've got, like, a nice little kingdom set up in this junkyard. Like, they've got yes. uh, Bronson, the main homeless, uh, like, the sociopath king. He's got, like, a fucking tire throne that he just chills on all day long. <laughs> uh, it's set up like an apartment complex, man. The king has the penthouse. Yeah, it seriously is. He's got the penthouse that everyone's able to look in through the windows and watch him having sex with whoever, whenever he wants to. Because he's the king. And they don't have TVs. It's the 80s. That's true. <laughs> they don't have TVs. I don't know if they don't have TVs because they weren't invented yet or because they're all homeless. I'm pretty sure TVs weren't invented yet. In the 80s. Yeah, when this movie came out, there was no TVs. The TV came out in 2003 with the iPhone. Yeah, anyway, so Bronson's like, he's uh, the main guy. They've got like a, you know, a big-ass tire fort that Fred and his brother live in. Yeah. Which like, man. I thought that was where they all lived, though. No, only those two people live in the tire. They all live in the junkyard, but only two people live in the tire fort. It's like, oh yeah, that's true. That's they have their own quarters. Yeah, of course. You know, it's, it's their neighborhood. It's you know, everyone's got their own house in the cul-de-sac. Mm -hmm. That's why I say it's like an apartment complex. It's yeah. I mean, I'd say it's like a townhouse complex because uh, it's all on the ground floor, baby. That's true. They don't got the fucking uh, building materials to build up at the uh, junkyard. That is a good point, yeah. <laughs> they just have to wait until the pile grows. <laughs> yeah, seriously, they just got to build out and around. <laughs> That's the point of litter. It's They're expanding their territory. Yeah, pretty soon the world will be a junkyard. And <laughs> I anywhere. But I think this is why like old generations think that homeless people had it easy, because in this movie, I don't know if it's easy, but fuck does it look like a lot of fun Yeah. to just live in a <laughs> fort with your brother all day. It's like, sure, you got a sociopath who's your king who has a bone in a holster who patrols and, you know, does dangerous shit all day long. But, like, uh, fuck, man, I'd really like to live rent-free in a tire fort. Yeah, I mean, no responsibilities. The cute girl who works at the junkyard is down to fuck you. It's like, why would I even get a job? Yeah, seriously, why, why would, would you? <laughs> this is why... Yeah, that's why our parents think that homeless guys could just get a job and they're choosing not to. Yeah, because all the homeless people in this movie are just choosing not to. They've <laughs> yeah. just realized that, oh, no, I like this better. Yeah. It's not that I'm homeless. I have a home. It's tires. Rather live under the Bone King than fucking Trudeau. Thank you. That's what I would say. Bone King 2020. If there's any Bone Kings out there, let me know if I can come live in your compound. Let me know if I can vote for you for the uh, Conservative <laughs> Party of Canada. The next fucking Prime Minister of Canada better have a bone holster or I just can't trust him being in charge. Yeah, he better have a bone holster and his shirt better not cover his whole body. No, everyone has holes in their shirts I really like, but they're all, like, cut out all around the nipples. Yeah, they all look for like modesty. scratch holes. Yeah. They all look like they've been attacked by wild cats at some point. Which, potentially, it's New York. Crazy city. That's what happens. Only in New York. Only in New York. The rats beat up all the cats, and now they're after us. <laughs> <laughs> Only in New York. Don't go to that side of town. Rat town. In New York, you can't go to any side of the town. <laughs> any side of the town that you're not currently on, you shouldn't go over there. But yeah, I mean, like, nobody can really fucking go into this side of town. I just don't know. How crazy would it be to own a junkyard and be, like, afraid to go in it because there's just a population of homeless people that have fully taken it over? Well, how crazy would it be to own a junkyard? Insane. <laughs> be really wild to just purchase one of them. Wild to just be dealing in garbage all day long? Yeah, and the CEO of the junkyard fucking loves it. He's always, he's, like, walking around talking to himself about how he runs a million-dollar operation here, and it's like, who's paying you? Yeah, seriously. Who? Are you just in it for the love of the game? Do you just collect garbage? <laughs> Are you a hoarder who owns a crane? Is that what's going on here? He collects and resells garbage. He's like a streetwear Instagram dealer. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> Do you think that those streetwear dealers on Instagram are just the next iteration of junkyard workers? Yeah, I mean, all their rooms look like landfills. Boom. But yeah, so they have like they fucking fully control that neighborhood. They have like uh, they do a let's talk about the window wash scene. So like pretty on early on in the movie, they want to establish how uh, bad Bronson is, mm. uh, and the way that they do that is uh, you know like uh, I guess it's like not really so much of a thing here, but how homeless people like hang out at red lights and wash your windows. Yeah, I mean that is not a thing here. Yeah, and thank God because. It, that that would just be uncomfortable for me. And their spit would freeze. That well, that's the only th- reason why I think it's not a thing <laughs> here is just because it's too cold. People would freeze. Someone tried it once. They were like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, I mean, like they wouldn't even be able to clean your windows because the way they do it in the movie is they hawk lubies on the window and then wipe it off with a cloth. And How do you like clean your window? That same way, but only in summer. Yes, yeah, so they're like. Uh, a uh, guy, a uh, guy and his, you know, business guy and his wife, they like pull up next to it, and Bronson's just fucking pushing on the front windshield, or like on the front of the car, hood of the mm-hmm. car, pushing it down, fucking with it, scaring them. Show the wife, the exactly, it's him. He's the king of the junkyard. <laughs> uh, wife is going crazy, and the guys just like, "Hey, whoa, he's got a job to do. Yeah. Let him do it, lady. Relax, okay." We're paying this man. Look, he's a working man. Just because you're a stay-at-home wife and you don't understand what it's like to go into the office. Yeah, this guy, <laughs> he treats his girlfriend like she's trying to send food back at a restaurant. Yeah, like seriously. Like, it perfectly. It's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Come on. You're disrespecting the man. Everyone's got to make a living. <laughs> but really what's happening is the waiter is spitting on and then wiping off your food in front of you. Yeah, and you're just like, <laughs> excellent. Like, yeah, maybe send that back. Maybe get it done one more time. Yeah, it's like it's so good he can't even help it. He maybe. can't resist. Yeah, maybe he drives through the red light and let's eat somewhere else. You yeah, seriously. I mean? <laughs> you can Pretty much you can do whatever you want right now and we won't feel bad for this guy. But uh, the guy uh, Bronson like comes over to the guy's window and it hasn't even said a word. He's just like staring him down this whole time. And the guy just immediately starts trying to relate to him he's like oh i've shot a gun same one you had in vietnam you know yeah. just trying to relate to him with ptsd it's like i bet you i know you're so fucked up that you're a homeless guy now one time i tried it on a weekend yeah and <laughs> how did he know what kind of gun they used in nam like this guy's just like a war historian he's just yeah he's read some books watched some movies and how did he know that the homeless guy was a vet he's like oh you're in a green shirt must yeah. have been in nam that's all he had to go off of green shirt, camo pants. It's the '80s, and you're on the streets. Sure, you probably fought in Vietnam. That's kind of a progressive storyline, though. It is. I mean, I think this is probably one of the first movies that has really actually dealt with, um, you know, the the amount of homeless veterans that there are, and like the uh, all the untreated mental illness, and how uh, you know the government fucking just fully turns their back on these people who do need help after they've fucking served their country and fucked up their brains for yep. for them. And uh, guess what the government does? Hmm. Nothing. Until Absolutely. they become junkyard kings. And then, then we gotta deal with it then. And then we send the police after then you. Then it's too to late. Fist fight you to death. Yeah. <laughs> Man. We wouldn't have to do that if we took care of our veterans. Yeah, Tell you that right now. This inspired American Sniper. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. This movie started Chris Kyle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, that homeless guy was originally supposed to be Chris Kyle. <laughs> it was sort of a more loose p- portrayal of it, but you can see the similarities. Absolutely. But uh, anyway, while all that junk is happening, uh, there's a, we should talk about probably how they find the liquor that you think this movie is going to be about, and then it barely is. Yeah. So uh, there's a liquor store at the beginning. It's, you know, I guess the liquor store that it seems to exclusively cater to homeless people only. Yeah, I mean, 
every customer he, he has through this entire movie is someone he does not want in his store at all. He's like hostile to every one of them. I like that he still carries expensive liquor though. Yeah, it's like just for the show of it, you yeah. know? He's like the $1 bottles are moving, but these $297 bottles, that's a good investment. That's how I decorate my wall. I still got to carry these. <laughs> Somebody might want them. <laughs> <laughs> you never know when gentrification's going to start. I yeah. gotta keep the good scotch for then. You never know when the junkyard king uh, will expand his territory, uh, take over an apartment. Maybe that's what he was banking on—was just like uh, uh, Bronson seizing more power and having enough riches to buy a bottle of Dom Perignon. This guy looks like a future landlord. I'm gonna start a business next to him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to be on his good side when he uh, gains control of the neighborhood. Yeah, I would have. If I was him, I would have bought a storefront in the junkyard. <laughs> yeah 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 i've been like can i get one of these empty cars to sell my liquor yeah out? well apparently nobody cares and you can just live in any junkyard in new york so yeah do that yeah maybe they'd get mad once you started a small business though i i feel like that's when the government will get involved why uh he's not getting his taste can't they see uncle sam's not getting your tax dollars well uncle sam forgot about me and now i'm trying to better myself without his help so maybe <laughs> he can go fuck himself <laughs> Maybe Uncle Sam can shut up about the way I live my life. Yeah. I'm trying to sell liquor in the junkyard. The stinky way I live my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to explode into blue and yellow. <laughs> so but maybe get out of my business. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that ho uh, that guy just, he finds a box of liquor, like the liquor shop owner, he finds a box of liquor in his crawl space. Yep. Like he, I don't know how he knew it was there. He like uses a crowbar to break part of the wall off and finds a case of liquor. And he's like, I will sell this for $1. Yeah. I mean, you've never been like, oh, I wonder what I lost in my room. Let me take a sledgehammer to the walls. I guess, yeah, but I haven't thought to sell it. Sometimes I'm looking for a phone charger, so I have to get my jackhammer and blast <laughs> through the floor. Sometimes I need some merch. That guy reminds me of like a person on Halloween who's just, you know. They find a, uh, like, mouthwash. Like, they didn't know it was Halloween, and they're just, like, dropping mouthwash samples into your bag or something like that. <laughs> it's just like, ah, uh, I need something with a little flavor. I forgot what day it was, but I did just rob one of those hotel maid carts. So <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of mini mouthwashes. For You're lucky I found some weird shit just before this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, he, he sells it. Uh, Fred, our uh, protagonist, he buys a bottle of it, gets it immediately stolen. Mm -hmm. And uh, the the he buys a bottle and steals a bottle, and they both get immediately stolen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the wombo combo. <laughs> that's what. That's like karma, you know. <laughs> but it's uh yeah stolen by uh some fucking fast talking older homeless gentleman, mm -hmm. uh and he's uh referencing how his son's a failure because he's too into computers, which I don't even know if it's satire or if it's just the '80s and people think computers are a waste of time still. Well, I think that's why our parents are always like, get off that goddamn phone. It's ruining your life. Because they don't understand that I'm closing deals and playing the stock market on that thing. They don't understand that this will get me a goddamn job. <laughs> Maybe if this homeless man had spent a bit more time on the computer, he could have invented Google. Yeah. Think about that, mom. Mm -hmm. That's what I tell my mom every time she catches me playing Candy Crush. I was about to invent Google, you bitch. <laughs> you <laughs> interrupted <off>. me. <laughs> I was halfway through my creative process. <laughs> um, yeah, he hates to see his son piss away his life with computers. <laughs> Wasting his life. He's, uh, you know, trying to sweet talk him as he's like stealing the liquor. So he's asking him about any constipation cures. Yeah, which it's like, 
I don't know, buy food. Maybe you're constipated because you're not eating any food. You're just stealing liquor out of guys' pockets. I don't want to sound too forward, but you kind of look like you have diarrhea every time. So <laughs> yeah. Maybe don't worry about it. It looks like you're pooping right now, bro. I think you got it covered. <laughs> looks and <laughs> smells like you just pooed. I think you're good. But and then he suggested a liquor full of raisins. Yeah, he's like, put some raisins in your hooch. Is that like the precursor to Metamucil? Is Metamucil just like a powdered version of... That's raisins and liquor? That's the poor man's oatmeal raisin cookie. <laughs> is vodka and raisins. Vodka raisin hooch. <laughs> 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 oh man, I thought that was vodka chocolate chip. That's disgusting. <laughs> 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 Fucking vodka raisin. <laughs> They're always getting me. Do you want this? It's ruined. These raisins always look like chocolate chips to me. <laughs> Someone put raisins in my chocolate chip vodka. Um, but yeah, and then we have the first toilet melting or the first melting. The guy uh takes the Liquor slinks off to uh, some toilet in an alley, which yep. is implied uh, is his favorite place to get hammered. Maybe this is a movie about karma, right? Because the first guy got his liquor stolen because he stole liquor. That's karma. And then this guy stole the liquor. And then what does he do? He drinks it and explodes. That's also karma again. What? I mean, I agree with you. Sometimes some of it's karma, but you just described two reverse situations of karma happening. Yeah, they're both karma. But isn't it good karma that the guy got the evil liquor stolen from him? Because that guy just had blind luck. Like, Fred just had blind luck through the whole movie. He was objectively a bad person. (laughs) He does some pretty horrific (laughs) shit in about ten minutes here. Yeah, but he's very likable. He is very likable. I'm looking for reasons to I like the cut of his jib and uh, the flop of his hat, so (laughs) I'm willing to cut him a lot of leeway here. (laughs) That is true. Yeah, I guess maybe it's not about karma. But some of it is, like, I don't know. It, it, they're pretty much using it. it. Like, all the bad guys get theirs in this movie yeah. by exploding into goop. That is so on point. some level, it is a kind of about, I don't know. Yeah, I, We can't say it's fully about karma because Fred is a monster <laughs> and he gets off scot-free. But uh, these other guys are bastards and they get fucked, so. It's about karma happening around you. Yeah, it's about karma sometimes happening <laughs> to people who may or may not deserve it. Yeah, like if karma was going to happen to me, I would want it to only affect someone else. Yeah, that sounds perfect. <laughs> that sounds like the perfect way for it. Like if karma could, if karma could just teach me like cautionary tales. Yeah. Boom. Mwah. But no negative consequences on me because then karma would be owed something. Yes, of course. I can't make up. Then I would have to beat the shit out of karma yeah, then as <laughs> a form of karma. Then karma just earned itself some uh, bad karma. <laughs> Now karma's got to look out for me. <laughs> but yeah, the homeless guy melts. Mm-hmm. Sips it and he melts. He gets sucked up into the toilet that he's sitting on, uh, launching a fetish for a whole new uh, generation of movie weirdos. You think people have yes, this fetish Yes, I know that they do. This Ooh. is a whole genre of weird guy fetish. It's called goopification of guys turning into goop. It's, like, not really a porn genre. I mean, oh, the production okay. quality is way too high, but it's, like, the type of shit that, like, a guy with $200 will commission a struggling artist to draw a picture for him of, you know? I thought the fetish you were talking about was, like, s- this started a fetish of guys being, like, I love it when someone gets flushed down the toilet. I mean, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure that's another smaller fetish that this started. <laughs> I'm sure that's a bee fetish. That's fair. I guess anything can be a fetish. Yeah, and this uh, definitely proves it. Like, if this was a Tarantino movie, they'd be showing feet through this. Do you know any men personally who like to watch people turn into goop? Absolutely not, but I got a couple of hunches. If there's anyone watching the podcast, then that's what horns you up. Tell us why. 
Let explain us it to us. Explain why that wets your whistle. <laughs> and I'll explain to you why I like just boobs. <laughs> 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 sort of like if goop was tightly packaged. <laughs> That's what I prefer. <laughs> I prefer sort of like a Safeway bag full of goop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a goop covered in, you know, skin and <laughs> clean clothes and stuff like that. And yeah, if like your goop had an areola on it, <laughs> that's Mwah. that's more what I like. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know, man. I could see this movie like really fucking up. Some, like if a y- you ever have it when you're like just a kid and you turn on the TV and there's just a movie that you should never have seen playing for like a split second. Yeah, except it would be my dad turning on the TV, and he would make me watch whatever the movie was. Yeah, so we all have experiences <laughs> like that, where we. <laughs> but I could imagine like a kid just having this like flash on, like while he's being toilet trained, and he's like, "Absolutely not! <laughs> yeah. I will never get on that again. I'm wearing Man. pull-ups for the rest of my life. I'm pissing my pants." When I was a kid, I was too scared to watch Harry Potter, and then one time my dad made me watch the movie Seven with him. The one where the guy gets shot, like a bunch of guys just get shot in the head and you see their brains. That's a really good way to get over your fear of Harry Potter. (laughs) 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 If you can handle that, you can definitely handle PG-13 wizards. I think that's why I hate movies. Because I didn't like Harry Potter and then I didn't like Seven. And I was (laughs) like, all right, I don't think there's one for me. (laughs) 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 These are the only two options. (laughs) Yeah, movies are just hard to watch, I guess. (laughs) I don't know, man. I feel like that toilet did to toilets what Jaws did to sharks, you know? Or, like, in going swimming. In what way? My dad just always told me, like, after Jaws came out, he refused to go into swimming pools. Yeah. So after this came out, a lot of guys were like, I'm not going in the toilet. I shit on the floor now. I'm sorry, but I've seen a movie where (laughs) it's changed me. (laughs) This movie is why some guys uh, squat over the toilet instead of sitting all the way down. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Next time you see a toilet seat covered in shit, uh, know that the guy who did it watched this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Um. Yeah, we got our first melting. That was pretty good. I also like that he tries to pull himself out of the toilet using the chain to flush the toilet. Yeah, and then the toilet flushes somehow, even <laughs> though it's <laughs> we like... We find out that the plumbing works in this dumpster. Yeah, in this ruined house, it's somehow still got uh, sound plumbing. That's one thing about toilets is they never quit. <laughs> Absolutely not. They'll flush no matter where you put them. <laughs> uh, and so then after that, it's revealed that uh, there's a chick at the junkyard. Uh-huh. She is a mullet, so obviously she is the love interest in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, that's supposed to be the hot one. Yeah, obviously. Uh, uh, she's hot only because of her hair. Um, <laughs> this movie was directed by Clive Barker also. Um, <laughs> was it? No. <laughs> but it, I think it did inspire him. I think he saw this and was like, oh, that's how hot girls look. Yeah. That I mean, must be. That's what I thought after I saw this, so <laughs> clearly that's what Clive thought. But, uh, yeah, she's, like, uh, it's established that she's got a crush on one of the homeless guys. Absolutely. The cutest one, though. She's got good taste. Yeah, and as we said before, if I was a homeless guy who lived in a tire fort, who had a girl who owned the tire fort have a crush on me and bring me food, why would I ever get a house? Why would I ever do anything? That guy, honestly, has more than I do right now. (laughs) 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 That guy has a more satisfying life than I could dream of at this point. And he has a better body than both of us as well. He looks great. He's somehow built. And, like, I don't know how he's getting proper nutrition. Like, all the food, the only food that we see eaten through this entire movie is, like, stolen chicken, which we're about to get to. Yep. 
one of my favorite scenes here. But, like, yeah, there's, like, no motivation for any of these people to ever get a house through this entire movie. Yeah, I mean, they got it fucking pretty sweet. Got it pretty goddamn sweet. Okay, uh, I want to talk about one of my favorite scenes in this movie. Yeah, one of the homeless guys who wears a gas mask through the entire movie for no discernible reason. Uh, we start following him for a minute. This is his only role in any movie that he's ever been in. To be fair, if I lived in the dump, I would wear a gas mask. Actually, yeah, okay, that makes sense to me now why he's wearing a gas mask. You're right. He's like, I can't even smell myself. So this is perfect. Oh, yeah, <laughs> shit, you're right. If I can't, yeah, no, yeah, if I can't shower and none of my friends can and I also live in garbage, I would also wear a gas mask. Yeah, yeah, I don't think uh, there's no discernible reason. I think there's no reason why all the other guys aren't wearing yeah, gas so masks. Yeah, so anyway, now we're following the, the smartest man in the junkyard, <laughs> some sort of junkyard genius. Which is very progressive for the 80s. The smartest man is black. Yeah, and homeless in this movie. Well, the, all of them are homeless. But so is this one. <laughs> <laughs> and also, all the other guys are white, so fucking well done. Good job. Good, uh, Or maybe bad job that the director only knew white people for this movie. Uh, it's uh, mostly all his friends. Somebody did some sort of a job. Yeah. It's either progressive or regressive, depending on how you feel about depending it. Depending on what you think. That's really what this podcast is all about. <laughs> yeah, gut feelings and... Uh, molding them to, you know, fit our narrative. Um, we were talking about the gas mask man. Yeah, gas mask man. He goes on a heist. He uh, wants to get some dinner. He re uh, references to some other guys. He's like, hey, don't worry. We're going to be eating chicken tonight. And they're like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Is and that a euphemism? <laughs> yeah. We're, we cannot afford food. I don't <laughs> know what you're talking about. None of us have any money. Did you find a live chicken somewhere? What's going on? We all we spent our collective three dollars on three bottles of wine. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, anyway, so he goes into this grocery store, which I don't know if this is a New York thing, but we were talking about it before. The grocery store is like bars all around the outside of it. Yep. That like people just have to like get themselves through. Mm -hmm. I was saying uh, the reason I think that's there is because it's like a fence, like for your house. Like I think the store owner bought this land. And then he didn't want anybody in his house. He's just like yeah. reluctantly serving people. I think he lives in the store and he wanted mm. he wanted it to be halfway between a store and a house. That's why he didn't fill in the gaps. It's just terrible business. Maybe do you think it like maybe all the aisles are just really, really narrow? And he's like, hey, I got to know you can fit before we <laughs> let you in. <laughs> Don't want anyone getting stuck in here. <laughs> We've had it before. You got to be <laughs> this thin to shop. <laughs> if you're getting stuck, do it outside. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's so funny. You couldn't have that around now. You get sued so quickly <laughs> yeah. just to have anti-fat guy bars <laughs> in your outside of your store. Yeah, this taught our parents uh, to lose weight. Yeah, <laughs> that you don't want to be a gentleman of a certain size. This is why my parents it. are always switching between Weight Watchers and the caveman diet. <laughs> the caveman diet, where you have to club whatever you eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're allowed to eat anything you want as long as you hit it with a bat first. You're allowed to eat whatever you want as long as it's saber-toothed tigers or mammoths. As long as it was running away from you ten seconds ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the real caveman diet. You just have to hunt. Yeah. You yeah. can eat whatever you want as long as you stalked it for some amount of time. <laughs> as long as it ended in a chase. Yeah, as long as... Y yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the point of the diet. You're getting your cardio in and you get to eat some raw meat. Yeah, it's it actually turns out exercise is more important than diet. Yeah, who would have thunk it? As long as someone's running away from you with a box of Twinkies, you're allowed to eat that box of Twinkies. <laughs> <laughs> and you should kill that guy, too, probably. It's part of the diet. You should probably kill and eat that guy. but Club that guy, <laughs> eat the Twinkies, bing, bang, boom, keto. Yep. 
That's keto, baby. That's how you lose weight. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this guy's doing a, uh, the slowest goddamn heist I've ever seen. He's just like meandering around the store. He goes to every aisle. Yeah, like every aisle, and he's just putting shit <laughs> into his pants. As a guy who's had to steal things from grocery stores before, you try to get in and get out. And th- Yeah, this guy's like putting thought into what he's going to steal. Like he's holding a watermelon and comparing it to a cantaloupe. He's like, hmm, what would be easier to fit in my pant leg? What's a healthier melon? Yeah, what's going to have more nutrients? There's also a couple points where he picks something up like he's about to steal it and then he decides against it and puts it back like <laughs> if it's all free what's yeah what's your thought process on that how <laughs> shitty was that food for you to not want to steal it through your pants <laughs> yeah i don't know but uh yeah he's uh, just fucking loads his pants up with raw chicken which the more i watched that scene the more interesting i thought that would feel yeah just to have a bunch of thick chicken thighs running down your thighs mm. pretty good my pants, extra tight but extra squishy. So <laughs> uh, yeah, some old lady sees him doing it, and he just like calls her a honky or something until she <laughs> yeah. runs away, which is good. Yeah, she comes back with the manager. He's a black guy, and he's just like trying to bro down with him. He's like, "My brother, I was just shopping at your store, brother. <laughs> Everything's fine. I'm just a man shopping." <laughs> Yeah, he holds out like a saltine cracker, and he's like, "Can you tell me the ingredients for this?" I'm a, <laughs> yeah. I'm a shopper. Yeah, what kind of questions do you does he think that people ask at grocery stores? I don't know. One time, me and my friend got caught stealing birthday candles, and the guy was like, "I'm gonna need you to open your backpack," and I was like, uh, "Do you know where the cumin is?" <laughs> I'd love to open my backpack, but first, but first, my mom sent me here to get oregano. So, <laughs> like, can you? <laughs> and then. Uh, yeah, that's what that happened, and then he was just like, you know what? Maybe I'll just show you guys the exit, and then he just showed us the exit. So, <laughs> damn, best of both worlds. You just dumbassed yourself away out of getting caught. Yeah, didn't get arrested. Also, didn't have to buy oregano. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. I love that. That guy was about to ta- to try and get the police involved, and then you sprung that little nonsense on him, and he's like, ah, fuck this. <laughs> he's like, I this is too much for me. <laughs> I don't want to deal with a kid who thinks he knows his rights right now. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a headache I don't need. I'm making sixteen fifty. <laughs> Not even the manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and he just like confidences his way out of there. Mm-hmm. The guy's like, let's fucking, maybe we need to go to the back. And he's like, what? No, I don't want to do that or something. Yeah. And then he just like, you know, spins around in a huff. Chicken's falling out the bottom of his pants. Yeah. <laughs> he just like pops a, uh, puts on like a, a, a paper bag over his head. Yep. Walks out a window. He makes the most excellent escape i've ever seen one of the best it's very exquisite. top five prison heists bag over your head headbutt the window that's how you get out of a jam that's how you how you walk through a window without cutting yourself sometimes when i need to go home from work early that's what i do if i ever want to do a break and enter i'm just going to cover myself in paper bags and walk <laughs> in through people's windows <laughs> but the window was locked yeah it didn't matter at all <laughs> yeah it didn't matter i got my window lock pick <laughs> aka my entire body <laughs> Uh, yeah, these bags are window-proof, actually. <laughs> I'm going to sell it to the military. Yeah, um, that was a military-grade bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after that, we have uh, Bronson gets a Vietnam flashback. Absolutely. They reference, uh, at some point in the movie, they reference that he wasn't a soldier in Vietnam, that he was a hitman in Vietnam, <laughs> yeah. which really begs a lot of questions. Like, how do you even get into that line of work? He wasn't even in the Vietnam War. 
He went after. Yeah, he went. <laughs> <laughs> he just started shooting people. Yeah, he went on vacation. He just brought a knife. This <laughs> I also like that the flashback is not like to anything horrible that happened during war. It's literally he has a dream about getting blown and then wakes up in a cold sweat. Yeah, that's it. He he like bangs a girl and there's bombs going off in the background, which I think actually would probably fuck me up pretty hard. Really? If you don't think it would fuck you up if I you wouldn't be able to hear it over the screaming of how good I was doing. <laughs> you over scream when you have sex. Screams of yes. Brad screams <laughs> when he has <laughs> sex with people. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be able to hear it over all those su- super loud girl moans. <laughs> Brad moans like a girl. When he <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that guy just fucking wakes up from that. Like you were saying, cold sweat. He's like, ah, and then he just grabs a grenade off his nightstand and whips it out into the <laughs> junkyard. Fuck this. Ah, huh, I need like, to clear my head. <laughs> if I'm having a Vietnam flashback, so's everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. Like, inst- like uh, people have been telling me to meditate lately. I don't, I don't think I need to do that. I think what I need is a fucking grenade. Yeah, you just need to fucking set some uh, small arms off. I need a little pillow grenade, and I need my window to open all the way so I can throw it. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like that little tidbit. Uh, after that, but this movie is like fairly disjointed for a lot of it, honestly. My other question is, how do you have a grenade but still no money? He was a Vietnam veteran. Couldn't you use that to rob somebody, or also you could sell it? How You really want to rob someone with a grenade going into a <laughs> convenience store? You just have a grenade out? Give me all your money. <laughs> Give me all your money, or we both are dying <laughs> right now. Give me all your money, or I'll blow my arm off. Give me all your money. Quick, we only have five seconds. I already pulled the pin. I fucked this up. I thought you were going to give me all your money, so <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, I just assumed you would. Fuck, man. I thought you'd have all the money ready. <laughs> I forgot I didn't ask you yet. <laughs> yeah, if I had a grenade, I would be robbing people with it. I thought you were watching me outside when I pulled the pin. Fuck, man. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> if anyone tries to fight me, I wouldn't pull the pin. I would just hit them with the grenade. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't understand how a grenade works. You're just trying to beat their brains out <laughs> with it trying to use a grenade like a rock you're <laughs> 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 just whipping it at people it's like oh fuck man that was really hard you're like yeah it's made of metal <laughs> <laughs> yeah now imagine when i pulled a pin <laughs> oh wait you have it now shit <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it's a metal rock anyway um yeah so then we have what's the guy's name Fred's uh, hanging out in some alley behind an Italian restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lady, not homeless. Just a regular lady. Just a lady with a house. A housed lady. A little too much to drink. Uh, so, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you've been on a date when uh, you've hung out with a girl who's had too much to drink. What do you do? Send her out into the alley to handle her shit. And I finish my dinner. Yep. You don't want to smell anything gross. I say, hey, go out into the dark, treacherous night and vomit. Let's get a wall between you and me. I don't want to hear any gross noises. Oh, perfect. You don't know what's happening right now? Get outside. Yeah, go outside. (laughs) Enter the big city. (laughs) Get get into the Big Apple and handle yourself. Babe, it's time for you to spread your wings and fly a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, anyway, this girl can't comprehend the fact that her boyfriend would do something like that to her and assumes that he would just, like, be, like, right there with her. Mm -hmm. And so she just, like, sees Fred, the homeless guy, in the alley and uh, latches onto him, assuming that it's uh, her boyfriend, her mobster boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Which, like, if you can mistake your boyfriend for a a homeless guy that easily. Get a new boyfriend. Yeah, think about getting a guy who smells like less shit. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Respect yourself a little more. <laughs> yeah, how about se- that? <laughs> Seriously. If that's just happening to you by like how many times has this happened before where she just like walks off with the wrong guy because he also smells like he pooed in pa- his pants like for years. Yeah, I mean maybe that's what he does do. Yeah. Sometimes I'll be walking down the street just by myself late at night. I'll see a homeless guy. I'll be like, yo, Kian, let's record. (laughs) 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 And I do it completely sober, so I understand (laughs) your predicament. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes guys just like to eat garbage, whether they have a house or not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a hobby for some people. She's able to, or he's able to take her back to his place. He's like taking her to the junkyard which is still not a red flag. They walked the whole way there, which I guess she's cool with, even though (laughs) you can assume that they drove to the restaurant. Yeah, I mean, because her boyfriend immediately comes out and starts bugging the valet guy about his car. Yeah. But she's, like, completely down to just walk, like, seven miles outside of the city. I know we drove to your house, but, yeah, sure, I'm down to walk to a junkyard. Yeah, Um, the way I like to end my dates is with a romantic walk. Yeah, we start in my apartment, we end in the junkyard, and uh, then I'll meet your parents tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they get to the junkyard, that's still not a red flag, and then she's like, kiss me, boyfriend, I love you. And then he won't kiss her because he thinks that might be the thing that gives it away. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> He's like, what if she feels my beard and then notices? Yeah, she, she'll notice that my lips aren't quite as tender. But she won't, she won't hear all the other homeless guys slamming on our car fort right now. Yeah, because there's like, uh, while they're in there banging, there's like, a, uh, their fort gets like surrounded by homeless people who are just watching it like it's, you know, live action porn. Mm-hmm. Which I guess, it's the 80s. Yeah, and they're banging on the glass like it's the playoff finals. They're really proud of their friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're just stoked that he's getting it in. But yeah, and then that girl gets, uh, she, you know, falls off the bed or whatever, and then just homeless guys rip apart the tray or the uh, tire fort and grab her and yank her out. Do you think this movie is the reason why guys don't make sure girls come first? I think it gave them the idea. Yeah, I think before this, every guy was eating pussy for a really long time. Oh, yeah. And then th- this movie came out, and we were all like, you know what? I'm just going to blast. I don't have to anymore? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can tell her she owes me one. That was it. She yeah. was, like, trying to do all uh, – she was like, what if we 69? And she and then the homeless guy was like, how about a 68? You blow me, and I owe you one. <laughs> <laughs> what a great line that was. Which is like, yeah, it's a great line, and it's also like, well, you clearly know math. You could get a job with computers, Yeah, too, seriously, you could be a cashier. This is just <laughs> another uh, another example of you not wanting to get a job because you already have a sweet ass tire for it. Yeah, it's like I have a job. You know what I'm working for? Look, working for to buy enough tires to build a sweet ass tire for it. And then after that, I'm quitting my job. Yeah, then I'm and I'm just gonna hang out in alleys waiting for girls that need to puke. And then I'm gonna do what I love until I die. <laughs> Trick women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah after that. Oh, man, this is kind of gross, actually. This movie's got, like, uh, t- two horrible sexual assault scenes in a row. Yep. Uh, consecutive. Continuing the tradition, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's the <laughs> 80s. The movie, every movie gets unwatchable for about two minutes right in the middle. Um, but, yeah, the second one happens, which is even worse. So it's, like, the mullet girl who works at the uh, um, junkyard. She, uh, she's got a giant, fat, horrible boss. Who's yeah. been hit hitting on her through the whole movie? He tries to. He looks like uh, the manager of that toy store in Toy Story. Remember that guy? 
Yeah, actually, holy shit, in Toy Story 2, yeah, exactly he looks like exactly him. like the toy collector in Toy Story 2. <laughs> yeah. God damn, dude, that's a good reference. Yeah, Hell yeah identical. Shoot me a review for that one. <laughs> Give me five stars for the kid. Sometimes Brad has seen a movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always animated. And it's always a children's movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's Star Wars or a children's movie with, <laughs> with my boy Brad over here. <laughs> but it's like a horrible scene, not like quite because of the visual, like what they show, but only because of the music that they play while it's happening. <laughs> like it's hijinks music. It's like when they're sneaking around in Scooby-Doo and they're like, like it's goofy. It's the music you they play in Just for Laughs gags when the guy with like the clown with the w flower that sprays water on his shirt is sneaking up behind somebody. Yeah, it is precisely. <laughs> it's very Just for Laughs gags. <laughs> Yeah, and it, I mean, it also is kind of like just for laughs gags because of how dirty the boss's shirt is. I feel like I would have puked, probably. Absolutely. But th the girl's able to get away, and then the guy's just like, Mommy, it's over, you know, like just for laughs gags. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can cut that out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that guy, you know, kind of, uh, th they're like playing it like you feel bad for him, like he didn't get his or whatever. Yeah, the director of the movie really picked the wrong person to sympathize with. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, this guy's employed this woman for three years. She's re resisted all his sexual advances. I think in the progressive remake, we literally have to cut two scenes, and then this movie's good. Perfect. I mean, yeah, this movie is like, it doesn't want you to realize how progressive it is, actually, I think. Yeah. What with all the homeless smell things? This is a movie that's, like, constantly trying to convince you it's one of the boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every scene this or every other scene this movie is like, no, trust me, I didn't call it back. <laughs> yeah, but then they're also like very socially minded. Yeah. Um But yeah, and then lucky for this guy, right after his unsuccessful raping, he uh finds a dead body by the river of that other girl <laughs> yeah, from from the previous <laughs> rape scene. He was like walking after it doesn't work and the employee escapes from him. He's walking through the junkyard smoking a cigarette. He's like, this is not my day. And yeah. then immediately happens upon a passed out naked lady on the like river bank. And he's like, my luck's beginning to change. Ah, it appears I might have spoke too soon. <laughs> I just think it's so funny that he like goes in there and then... Uh, you know, there's also cops, like, or there's a cop doing kind of an investigation. Um, not even about all the homeless people that are melting. Just about a, a regular guy that uh, Bronson killed at the start of the movie. Yeah. But fucking, uh, so he's doing an investigation into all of it. For the junkyard owner, rapes a dead body. Uh, the guy, star he starts asking a lot of questions to the cop about, like, hey, so can you tell who's come as who's in there? <laughs> 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 don't ask me how i know she was already full of cum but like <laughs> he starts doing crime research yeah after <laughs> the guy's like don't worry we don't have dna ev or we won't have dna evidence for another five years or so oh, but you know, the third guy had syphilis yeah that's what i missed while we were watching it the reason he said that is uh because the junkyard owner just realized that he just caught syphilis yeah he did his I shit was scratching as he was asking him that so that's another aspect of karma. <laughs> yeah, no, one of the other uh, reoccurring themes in this film. <laughs> <laughs> one of the other motifs of uh, street trash. Everyone yeah. getting theirs. Mm -hmm. So Bronson, uh, the, you know, 
Bronson's been after Fred for like most of the movie for some reason. He doesn't like the cut of his jib. I thought Fred owed him money. Fred does owe him money. He's got liquor. You know, lots of reasons why. Uh, you owe me 32 cents, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of money for us. Well, yeah, Bronson's after him. He fucking gets him in the junkyard. He's beating the shit out of him. He's got him on the ground when, oh, shit, some guy starts pissing on Bronson through a fence. Yep. And uh, Bronson grabs his dick and cuts it off. And then they play a little game of monkey in the middle. They do. For like three and a half minutes, there's a monkey in the middle scene where everyone's just like hucking a dick between <laughs> I- everybody, which like, I don't know how, like, no nobody would be cool with touching that dick if it was still attached, but all of a sudden you sever it and it's not gross anymore. Yeah, that's how it works. D- if you cut off your dick, I would hold it. Thanks, bro. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I would hold it, but I wouldn't give it back. But they're yeah, they're just like fucking throwing it all around, and this guy is really not see like you were saying. He didn't seem that inclined to get his dick back. You know, like if I yeah. got my dick chopped off, I'd fight a lot harder to try and get it back. I don't think I would because I kind of believe in my heart that if you lose your penis, that's not yours anymore. <laughs> you think it's you know it's I theirs. I believe in finders keepers for penises. <laughs> personally, <laughs> <laughs> I think that if something attached to you falls off, you can't have it anymore. You just fucking turn around and try and cut off another guy's penis. Yeah. Try and stick that one on. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I would do. Get some fresh dick to put up. <laughs> but with my luck, I'd get a smaller one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that dick was huge. That was a huge cock. Like you could and tell. It was only about half of it. Yeah, I mean, there was the flesh nub on the bottom. You couldn't see the balls <laughs> when it was being tossed around. Yeah, I guess I w- like that's probably why he didn't try that hard to get his dick back is because he was just like, wow, it looks big flying through the air like that. Yeah. God damn, I like the look of that thing. He's like, I don't, I don't like that I lost a uh, part of me, but I do like being flattered. He's ju- they're just like throwing it in the air. He's just like looking up kind of proud. <laughs> He's like, that's me. I did that. (laughs) Thank God it got cut up when I was kind of had a boner. It's sort of like when you light off fireworks and you watch that and you're kind of proud. Yeah, it's like I I did that. I see my work flying through the air and I'm happy about it. I worked hard for that. (laughs) No one's going to forget that. Free Palestine, free (laughs) Tay-K. That's my favorite rap line. (laughs) Free Palestine and Rondo number nine. (laughs) Free the guys. (laughs) We should start an offshoot podcast called Free to Guys. And then we just only like read lists of people who got incarcerated. (laughs) Um... Okay, so yeah, the cop who's been doing the investigation for this whole movie. So the cop is like, uh, the cop's in the junkyard to investigate, but also the mob is in the junkyard to investigate the disappearance of the leader of the mob's girlfriend. Oh, that yeah, that would have been why they were there. So he so comes they w- in with a gun, and he finds the man who she left with, and he's like, uh, the, the mob shooter is like chasing him through the junkyard uh, office. And then uh, the guy's like runs outside, and then that's when the cop is like about to come inside, and then it becomes a fucking showdown because the mobster comes outside with his gun drawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the cop's like, "Let's settle this like men," and then they just have a fist fight. He's like, "Would you rather die in jail or in combat?" The guy's like, "Combat, I guess." And it's like very bold to assume that he would have been caught if he would have just shot you and ran away. Yeah, seriously. This is a junkyard. I don't think there's cameras. Yeah, a lot of people have died with no evidence through this movie. I don't know why we're going to start having it now, you know? (laughs) 
been a lot of unsolvable murders thus far. Yeah, but the mobster makes a fatal mistake by agreeing to fight a cop. I yeah. don't know. If you're in a gang, you should not agree to fight. You should just shoot people. Yeah, if you have the upper hand, don't, you know. <laughs> if you're pointing a gun in a guy's face, you shouldn't be like, all right, I'll put this Don't away. move the gun. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be mad. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody ever forgives you as soon as you take the gun yeah. out of their face. If you take a gun o- out, you better fucking, t- you know, set that gun off, you know? Yeah, that's just don't unholster a gun if you're not going to shoot the gun. That's just classic film 101. Yeah, that's uh, that's why this movie never blew up, because the gun didn't go off. That's Chekhov's gun 101. Anyway. I thought it was Tchaikovsky. Anyway, Chekhov. <laughs> that's Tolstoy's gun. <laughs> um, but yeah, the cop beats the shit out of him, knocks him unconscious, then brings him into the bathroom, drops his head in the urinal. You think he's going to piss on him? No throws up on top of him. Yeah, I really liked that. He drags him into the urinal, undoes his fly, and then is like, psych, I'm putting my finger <laughs> down my throat. <laughs> Which, like, man, that uh, that happens a lot in this movie. Like, every time somebody beats another guy in a fight, they, like, piss on them or vomit on them. Yeah. I'm so glad we have DNA testing now, dude. But this was the only vomit on situation. This was the only vomit on, but after... Um, it's, like, the hardest way to disrespect somebody ever after bronson kicks uh oh but l- a little later on so the cop keeps like skulking around the junkyard he ends up getting into an altercation with bronson mm. the king and you know what they say in the wire brad what if you come at the king you best not miss or else you're gonna get the horns yeah you come for the king you get the horns <laughs> 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 that is what they say you come for the king he's pulling a horn out of his holster and then he's gonna stab you with it and that's what happens here. that's what happens because uh, bronson uh, the vietnam veteran who's brought grenades back uh couldn't bring his gun back only the holster so he filled it with the bone and <laughs> <laughs> stabbed it in this guy's back this is the first time he unholsters his bone too so that's how you can tell he's met his match yes and he uh fucking stabs it in the guy's back and that wasn't the end of the fight that was the start of the fight yeah. <laughs> so then they have a fist fight while this guy's bleeding everywhere he obviously loses and then bronson gives him a taste of his medicine and pisses on him yeah but honestly that pales in comparison to vomiting on a guy. Well, that's how you can tell that this guy went to university. That's how you can tell that the cop is educated. He went to cop school. He knows a thing about comedy. He knows a thing about Mr. X. <laughs> yep. And he's going to use that's it. That's what guy they teach you in cop school. Lesson one is shooting. Lesson two, Mr. X. I assume cop school is just talking, like teaching you how to hang out with cops and like tell cop jokes and you know teaches you all the cop lingo. Yeah. My dad has a DVD from his cop training class, and it's literally just a montage of guys beating the shit out of each other. That sounds pretty good. That's that sounds like school is. That they sounds like what I imagine a shift on the force is also like. Cop school is they pick a number of guys to go into a circle, and then they yell fight, and then they reset. <laughs> That's what cop school is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, cop training is just getting jumped in, more yeah. or less. Yeah, it's exactly the same as the Bloods training. (laughs) 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 And that's why uh, they have not been able to beat the Bloods yet. That's why they are equal matches. You gotta fight it with love. (laughs) Instead of jumping in to be a cop, you should get fucked in. What else is there for the rest of this? He wins the fight. Well, so yeah, so now Bronson's killed the cop, which is a pretty bold move, because I really thought that cop was going to be like, kind of the main guy like yeah i thought he would save the day i thought he was gonna save the day too he seemed like the only guy who was like on to something you know yep 
Um, but anyway, Bronson just fucking murders him. Then we cut back to um, old Fred. He's walking down the street. He's tired of being mugged, tired of having his liquor stolen. Mm-hmm. He's finally uh, been able to save up another dollar and bought a bottle. <laughs> Sick of playing second fiddle. Yeah. So then he's chilling, hanging out behind a fucking building, about to take a sip, when, oh shit, there's a giant fat guy next to him who also just drank some of the uh, Viper, and he exploded. Yeah, he did. And so our boy Fred, with his scientific mind, yeah, with his wisdom, himself, I should test my hypothesis. So he goes for a walk and starts loudly talking shit about this other homeless guy yeah. who comes out and uh, beats the shit of him and steals his liquor and then immediately dies. And then he's like, ha ha, you're gay. <laughs> yeah, <I hate laughs> that's the quote. I just love I, 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 re- I want to talk about that scene more just because like I love how it's he goes about it like it's pure fucking reverse psychology. He's yeah. just like, Wizzy's a bitch. He hates drinking my liquor. And the guy's <laughs> like, I'm not a bitch. I love drinking liquor. And he just and like goes in to fucking yeah, grab it from him. He steals the liquor and then the guy, uh, Fred, brings it home with a little bit of extra reverse psychology because he's like, please, man, I haven't had a drink in weeks. I'm shaking over here. Yeah. And then Wiggy's just like, yeah, well, fuck you. I'm an unethical homeless person. <laughs> yeah. And then he drinks it and dies. Man, that really, that made me think that uh, reverse psychology, like, I don't know. I feel like this movie started reverse psychology. I think it might have, bro. I've never seen it in a movie older than this. You haven't? Because I just I feel like there was like an era between the 80s and like 2005 where everything was solved with reverse psychology. And like every (laughs) every time every kids show I would always watch, they're like, how are we going to infiltrate this? And they're like. A little bit of reverse psychology. <laughs> yeah, people really liked that. <laughs> and a lot. they'll like just be like, uh, "You don't want to let me in." And they'll be like, "Like hell, I don't." And then they'll, you know, let them in. I remember in school there would always be a kid who like needed something from you, and you just wouldn't give a shit, at, and you would just throw it at him, and then he'd be like, "See, reverse psychology." <laughs> yeah, it's like, like re- there'd be a kid who's like, "Can I borrow a pencil?" And you're just like, "Yeah, I don't care about my pencils." And he's like, "Fucking got you!" <laughs> it's like, no, I'm g- doing you a favor. You're <laughs> not tricking me. <laughs> Nobody understood what reverse psychology was. But we were all <laughs> huge into it. Big into it. <laughs> all because of street trash, it turned out. Yeah. But yeah, so he fucking does that, kills Wizzy, <laughs> the final henchman. Yep. Uh, now it's on to fucking Bronson. So we cut to um, the mullet chick with her uh, love interest homeless guy Yes. in uh, the junkyard office, mm-hmm. just going to town on each other. Absolutely looking handsome, licking the dirt off his stomach. Yeah, <laughs> which is really what I wanted, a nice mouth bath. I like a lady who uh, doesn't make you shower first, no matter how much trash there is all <laughs> yeah, over Yeah, this you. guy literally lives in a pile of garbage. She don't, my, my wife, she don't care how sticky I am. <laughs> she loves me for me. Yeah, that's what I need. That's 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 how I'm gonna weed out all these fake bitches by I never showering and rolling around in garbage, <laughs> seeing if they like me for me. You my know? wife likes it when instead of washing my body with soap, I use a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I shower, I just rub myself down with Blue Raspberry Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> so they're fucking, and then the big man, the homeless king, walks in on them fucking, and he's like. Wait, I have the biggest shoulders out of all of us, so I should deserve to be the one that gets to get blown. Yeah, I think he he they kind of touch on it early on in the movie that he's got like a crush on her. Yeah. And you can only assume it's also because he fought in the Vietnam War. And I think this movie started the phenomenon of guys seeing a girl with their boyfriend and then being like, 
That guy's not shit. I could kill him. Yeah. I could kill him and take his girl. Why is she with him? Yeah. That's why I think that every time I see a girl and a guy <laughs> together. I'm a homeless king. Why does he like <laughs> Why does she like him? Yeah. He doesn't even have a garbage throne. <laughs> he doesn't even have a bone knife. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they have a big uh, fucking battle, and it ends by uh, that guy, uh, uh, like... Uh, taking a gas canister and like knocking the end of it off mm-hmm. and like launching it into Bronson and sh- like not cru- like shooting it into his head, not exploding his head, pushing it off of his body, yeah, knocking his fucking block off. His head's just like <laughs> resting on the ground. The girlfriend like runs over to the guy, to, like, Oh my god, you saved me. She like jumps over his head and his eyes like go up. He looks up his her skirt and he's at peace. He smiles and he dies, yeah, and really. What a way to go out. Seriously. You but died doing what you loved. My favorite part of this movie is that the final death isn't caused by the thing that the movie's about. It's yeah. It's just like a it's just like a guy getting his head blown off. They don't they like completely forget about the poison liquor by this point. Yeah, it's like, yeah, this movie, yeah, people have stopped dissolving and uh now it's just violence. Now we're just a regular violent eighties movie. <laughs> like now we we're ran- doing melee attacks. Everybody ran out of dollars. Yeah, we ran out of goop budget. Um <laughs> so now we're just doing fucking beatings. We're doing bludgeons. Yeah. And uh so he dies, but he dies happy, which is nice. <laughs> and then uh we cut to the mobsters. Cut to the mobsters. So solving, <laughs> solving the we cut to uh the conflict resolution scene where he solves the main issue of the movie, which is the valet guy letting his girlfriend leave the alley with a stranger. Yeah. Yeah. So the mobsters just like, you know, I don't even think that anything's su- like there's a he's just being Italian and in the <laughs> mafia and I really like it. They just yeah, they just have the the fucking valet guy tied up and they're just like, I hope you don't do this again or else you know what that means. And he's like, the kid is like, yeah, I won't. Well, I think the kid. W- yeah. I mean, the kid was talking shit. He knew he was about to he was uh, being, you know, about to be executed. It looked like the boat that Tony handled some business on on a certain episode of Sopranos. Mm-hmm. And uh just when he's about to die, the mob boss finds a little bit of viper in the guy's pocket. Yeah. Drinks it and then gets gooped he's off like cam. A toast to your impending doom. And then this is the final karma moment because he has a sip of it and instantly melts. Yeah. Starts melting like crazy. But you don't even and see that's the melting. God telling you, hey, don't be a murderer. You can tell they ran out of budget because they you don't even see the melting. You just like hear it while oh it's like. Yeah. The credits are rolling, and you see like the the uh, valet's face, and he's just like, "I'm the boss now." It's get his gun, get me his ring. <laughs> it's filmed POV style. It, it, it it's right? not. No, because oh, I, <laughs> I thought the camera was pointing at the other two guys, and then like falls down as he melts. No, I don't think it was falling down. It was definitely like a uh, upward angle shot, but it wasn't. Mm. Uh, it wasn't a POV. Yeah, but I really like that. Like. I really hope that that's how mob succession works, you know? Like, whenever the boss accidentally dies, whoever he was about to kill gets his job. Whoever out. manslaughters the boss gets <laughs> to be the boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like I get if that was an, if you assassinated him or something. Like, if you took him out in a hit, like, sure, okay. You've obviously uh, demonstrated that you have the tact to maybe lead a crime family. Yeah. 
but you just happened to be in the right place at the right time, and you dibsed being the boss first. Like, yeah. that's all this guy had. That's why whenever I accidentally get into a car crash, I'm always like, please let this be a capo at least. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> capo or better, please God. <laughs> Can't keep being a foot soldier. That's why I only crash my cars into long Cadillacs and guys in pinstripe suits. <laughs> because I'm like, I need a position in the mafia. <laughs> I'm, I need a job. <laughs> I am unemployed currently. Yeah, that's street trash. You got any final words? Do I'm we re-release it? Do we remake it? I mean, I'd love to see this remade, honestly, with, like, maybe an extra $10,000 in the budget so <laughs> we could have that one final melting scene. I don't I don't know. I'd like to see this remade, but I'd like to see them take a more positive spin on the homeless. Well, I think that they do. Uh, I mean, it is positive. I think it could be less thinly veiled. I think it would be cool if they dealt more with the... Um, uh, Bronson's backstory of being a Vietnam vet who everyone ignored. I do like how um, I like how smart they made some of the homeless people. Yeah, like I do think that it's. Uh, I think it would have been really easy to just make them all like the dumbasses who are, you know, lazy and scummy because they do have some of those. And I think it's uh, you know there definitely is a real type of dude out there who are just lazy, scummy, and homeless. But it's also not the vast majority. Like they all have their own fucking personalities. Like these are actual people. I'd like to see them remake this, but then at the end, all the homeless guys get rich and buy a house somewhere. <laughs> at the end, all the homeless guys start a class action lawsuit against the liquor store guy for selling them this tainted liquor, and then they earn enough money to all have apartments now. Yes, That's except... progressive re-release. <laughs> I'd like to tweak that a little bit, where they buy a lot in a neighbor or in like a fancy rich guy neighborhood. You think they're all going to move into a house together, and then they just build like the nicest goddamn tire fort you've ever <laughs> seen. <laughs> <laughs> just to make like monster truck tires. They got fancy like white <laughs> white wall tires. <laughs> it's like fancy as fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm talking Rolls Royce tires. <laughs> I'm talking limousines, hearses, and those are the only two. <laughs> the most expensive cars you can buy. I only want tires from long cars. <laughs> <laughs> make it a car for it, but make them out of Lamborghinis. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's a great flick. Maybe get rid of the two consecutive rape scenes. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe get rid or of Or break them. them up a little more. Give me a little, you know, breather. I would like it if one of the dudes in this movie didn't rape. Yes. I don't care which one, but just make it, like, because they all do. One the of them didn't. The guy, the homeless king, and Fred. The brother, Fred's brother, the uh, junkier guy who uh, has oh a yeah. thing for the mullet girl. The only hot homeless guy. Yeah, the only <laughs> hot homeless what guy. What does that say? I don't know. Do you want to say what that says? <laughs> do you want to take a very pro-incel stance? Mm, no. I'd like to take a stance of uh, they should get hotter. All right. You heard it here first. <laughs> if you can't, if girls don't like you, it's your fault. Get hotter. Yep. And uh, I think that's a pretty good lesson. I think that's a good. Uh, so thanks for coming out, everybody. That's our podcast for the week. We love you. Uh, come back next week. We'll watch a different movie. Amen.